welcome to episode five of Wax Half Full. I'm Wax, your host. So the other day I read a tweet that goes, what if we started a podcast based entirely on inside joke to the point where it becomes unapproachable to anyone who hasn't been listening to it for several years? And I read that tweet, I'm thinking, yes, that actually sums up my goal for this podcast. We're only five episodes in, we're a month in, but that is someone else. Yes, that is the long term goal for this. That is our vision statement. I didn't know what it was. We just kind of rambled around and I hope we get there one day. And uh, I don't know, Ads, what do you think about it? Yeah, uh, I would love to do that. Actually, I was discussing with people where they were like, um, they were watching a podcast and they were listening to the podcast and then they were behind. So they weren't current. And then you get to like to getting current. Like, imagine someone just made a hundred episodes and someone's like binging our episodes for some random reason. They get to episode 101 and we just say, oh, we're taking off the week for Christmas. And they're like, oh, my favorite podcast is going to be back. And then they check the date and it was last 2021 and it's now 2027 or some shit. And it's like, damn, we we let this person down. That's my aspiration. I want to let somebody down that hard. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go... Man, I can't believe we've run out of topics to the point where I have to start to you by talking about the weather. This is this is just like the worst. Dude, we are in that place. Nothing to say. Yeah, I guess. So, uh, got the first big snow of the year in New York, and it got me thinking that that must seem fucking ridiculous down there because reverse seasons. Haha. Yeah, I, it was always weird watching Christmas like shows and movies, and like. Like, it's like the perfect Christmas, it's snowing, Santa's coming, and then I look outside and it's like 40 degrees, thunderstorms, Celsius, so what's that, like 100 and something Fahrenheit. It's like the the exact opposite, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, my Christmas is much more different to your one. Wait, I've never 40... experienced snow. Wait, I've it's 40 degrees? It's 40 degrees. Right now it's 33 or something today. Okay. Wait. But it'll there's... get to like 40 plus easily. So does Christmas yeah. actually come during the rainy season too? Not only is it in the height of summer, but it's also the rainy height of summer. We don't have like a rainy season, but when it gets mm-hmm. really hot, it does get to tend to thunderstorm at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's not. We don't have like a true rainy season. I'd say like, yeah, it's not kind of like a typhoon. At least in Sydney, when you're in um closer to the equator, with mm-hmm. like top North Queensland, then you probably have a bit of a rainy season. But yeah, New South Wales kind of escapes the brunt of that. Yeah, for Americans, 40 degrees Celsius is like what? It's probably like 103 degrees Fahrenheit and raining. So basically, your Christmas is tropical, like jungle, rainforest weather, basically. Yeah. So uh, I, I got to say, uh, I, I know there's there's a lot of me- there's media that people make in Australia, but the impression I get is that a lot of the media you guys consume is whatever made, made elsewhere as well. So what's your impression of seeing all these... Uh, the what is your cultural impression of Christmas uh, as it's been like as it's been presented to you by outside media? I think the po- the whole point of Christmas is at least in portrayed it's supposed to be like super cold. Everyone's you know gathered around the fire on Christmas Eve, you know mm. having a nice meal, and then you know like maybe you go to like a family house and like, you all stay there for Christmas because I feel like in America it's more normal to move out. From the area you're born in, mm. you know what I mean. Like there'll there'll be more people who don't live in the same city or even state. Like it's more likely for that to occur than in Australia, just because of how central, how centralized Australia is. And like, realistically, eighty—I'm not even eighty percent, but like seventy percent of the population living in one of three cities. Yeah, that kind of thing. Also, you say you've never seen snow. Have you seen a pine tree? Probably. Like that entire idea of the Christmas tree having to be like a deciduous tree. Yeah, I've, I've seen pine. I, I used to cut pine trees. Yeah, never mind. Okay, okay. Pine trees you... are terrible to cut, by the way. If you have al- allergies, they are disgustingly bad. So do you? So do you do the tree thing too? I used to cut. I used to be. I still do it, kind of like on and off landscaping. Yeah. So just well, cutting not, trees. That I don't mean for work. Oh, you mean <laughs> the Christmas tree? I don't have one this year. We're too. We're not bothered anymore. What about people in general? Is it is it common to do the entire hey tree gift giving yada yada? Uh yeah yeah definitely common like for sure. Mm-hmm. Like we'll do like we do like secret Santa now. Okay. And we just like pass it around 
that kind of thing. But we didn't do so, like a whole shebang anymore. We're too lazy. Me and my okay. brother are too old now. So like, and we're not really like connected to the rest of the family. All right. So the common trappings, I guess, the, the common traditions are family get together, have a tree, and give people gifts. So those are the commonalities, basically. Mm-hmm. That's those gifts. And everything, but everything else, I imagine, is just different the way it's portrayed. Wait, what about the songs? Dude, I love Christmas carols. My, yeah. my, my brother hates them. Okay. But I, I'm a massive Christmas carol fan. Like, once it's December 1st, I've got, you know, uh, Michael Buble on 24-7. Hmm. Right, but uh, what about the carols that are explicitly referencing winter, like White, White Christmas and all that shit? I think they don't change. You just you just do this straight up and you don't question yeah, it. Like, just no 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 questioning. I mean, I guess you could still dream of White Christmas even if you don't get one. Like no one's saying dreaming of it is bad. Yeah, there's like um I don't know if it exists in America, but on like one of the big like free to air channels, they mm-hmm. do like a Christmas carols charity event where they just have like a bunch of usually it's like semi famous Australian people, sometimes some international people, and they'll just sing Christmas carols for like three hours, and they like raise money for whatever charity they're doing. Do you guys have like stuff like that? Probably do. Oh, that sounds like stuff that happened in the eighties, like a, te- a telethon. That yeah, it's on, basically. On I think they still do the telethon like charity shit. Yeah, I still think you can. You probably still can. We've got too many boomers here, though. They'll it's probably still happening. I just haven't had a television. But it, it's like massive time. here. It's like massive. Like, really? It's a big thing. Yeah, it's like a massive thing. All right, so it's a it's the thing you do. You get together on Christmas Eve and you just watch pe- it together. People watch it. Yeah, people watch it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, from what I recall, yes, the networks, they'll bring in some celebrities and they'll do a Christmas show, but I don't know if there's one that has like a long lineage. Like this is the main one that's been going on for 30 years. Like, yeah, there are shows. Like, each network does its own thing, its own Christmas special separately. But yeah, I couldn't say... Carols by Candlelight. That's the okay. name of the show. All right. And it's, it's the same broadcaster, same name, same... Same, yeah. Same, it's always okay. on right. Channel 9 every year. All right. They're like known for it. Um, amazing. What about eighty third uh, year? Apparently, I mean, eight, running for eighty three years. Damn. All right. Oh, and also, the what are the depictions of uh, Santa like? Oh, guess something's happening in the background. Uh sorry. Say that again. Sorry. Uh, just to get back to uh, different depictions, what what does Santa look like? What is he? depicted as is he still wearing that large winter coat and is yeah, still yeah. same thing and I, still I, a... I must imagine that people at, like the santa at, like uh at the mall must be like sweating heaps like on his way back out yeah man this Obviously. makes me feel like it's such cultural imperialism the, the power of the west over other places for, for... Dude, what was that there was one that was like in new york it was like an, it might have been one of the home alone ones was there a Home Alone Christmas start one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York Home Alone two. Yeah. Where he, yeah, yeah, and he got goes through like the Central Park. Yep, that's like I I always remember that. That's like that's Christmas like in my head. In your head, that show Even... is the Christmas. <laughs> that movie is Christmas. That sounds kind of horrendous though, because like we export these movies based on our experiences, and then kids around the world look at that and say hey that's what i want but they can't have it it's literally impossible for them to have it and it's not even like an economic thing it's literally because you're on the wrong half of the globe yeah well like why would you care about that that's so trap well (laughs) i don't know you don't you don't think you have any lingering trauma over that no (laughs) probably not i don't think christmas is intrinsically linked to my uh, identity i do want to see snow oh well, well so have you when you've been to japan in the past do you go in the summer yeah. or do you it go in the winter? It was summer and it was autumn. So it was uh, okay. All right. So it couldn't have been that bad trauma because if it was that bad, then you would have intentionally tried to like walk up Mount Fuji in the winter and... Uh... And died. You know, in, Mount, in the winter, if you could climb up Mount Fuji, they have no um, they have a no saving policy. Oh, really? If you walk oh, out, yeah. If, if you walk outside of season, they'll just let you die. They're like, oh, yeah, whoops. you're dead. Okay. I did not realize that. Okay. No, yeah. They mind. just don't give a fuck. They'll be like, yeah, you should, wow. you're an idiot. We told you the climbing season. Well, I just went to the first Japanese stereotype I could think of, and it was just horrendously wrong. Let me try again. Uh, so, so you didn't you didn't time it so you went to Hokkaido in the winter, and you were in a mountain spring, hot spring, surrounded my, by snow. My plan was eventually you. to hit every like every season. 
Yeah. I did summer first because I had like I had to like coordinate it with my uni holiday. So I can't remember exactly what it is. I regretted doing summer. Summer was fucking hot. And then I did autumn because I wanted to do like a nice visual thing, but I didn't want to do spring because uh, that's like too hectic for me. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I planned it, but yeah, I plan to do I, it this year. <laughs> I still can't get over. Th- I still can't get over this. Just imagining you opening a box of like Christmas cookies shaped like snowflakes, and it's just like, yeah, it's just what we do here, man. That's just what that's just what it is. Maybe like if you try really hard, I can imagine the snowflakes as real snow. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I never used to do that, but when I was a kid, I used to imagine that um, grapes were sensu beans. <laughs> oh like my we, god! Me and my brother would act out Dragon Ball Z scenes, and like, yeah, I would say like, Krillin, pass me the sensu bean, and my brother would throw a, a grape to me, and that was the sensu bean. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Like Eating a single bean doesn't sound particularly appetizing. A grape sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, and grapes taste good as well. I was gonna, ask, I was gonna say, I, I just, well, going back a little bit, the idea that we're affecting your food too—that just seems extra mean. Again, are you like drinking hot chocolate in the middle of summer too? Like no. hot cider, hot chocolate? No, okay. Not doing that. <laughs> all right, all right. it hasn't gotten to that point at least. All right, I mean, I'm sure some people do it just, you know, like to build up the tradition, but I don't do it. I don't even drink, like, I, I in winter, I'm drinking like five cups of tea, but I don't, I don't do that in summer. All right. Well, that was, that, was a, drinks. that was a good example of uh, just Western cultural imperialism all over the world, even to the, it's even to itself, even to <laughs> the, the yeah. West, this is just West on West crime. Okay. <laughs> So, so moving on to a, a more, I guess, serious Australian topic. So I was reading this article about how what I just came across some news that I guess the high school entrance exams ended. Oh, no, no, sorry. Yeah, the well, they got their marks exams. today. And like some, some of my kids, students were messaging me about it. Right. And uh, ads, uh, just explain, you're, you're, uh, you're a teacher, you're a high school yeah, teacher? So? I'm a high school teacher, yeah. What, what do you teach? English. Okay. So I just teach Damn. English. You know, I was going to say I expected something else, but then I don't know any other way to say it. That's not insulting. So we'll just... No, no, out. I want you to say it now. Huh? I want you to say it now. I thought you were taught Japanese. Sorry? I thought you were taught Japanese. Dude, I'm no, not that good Japanese, first off. Oh, uh, really? I would teach... At some schools, they don't even have like a language team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could have like a... You could Sometimes they'll apply you. Like mm-hmm. in, I know at the school I was teaching at, they were like, oh, who wants to who wants to volunteer to teach a language? Mm-hmm. And like someone in my faculty wanted to teach Spanish. Mm-hmm. She was Chilean. And they'll like allocate some lessons. For, obviously, you won't do like a double up to allocate some lessons for you. But some schools just don't have a language department. And they'll just get teachers who happen to speak the language to, right. to teach. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't really don't know what to expect from an English teacher. So somehow, somehow, I imagined you would have gotten in on the really, really boring James Joyce conversation that some of our friends have, and it, it seems that you're very disinterested. But then again, maybe that, that's probably not what you teach in uh, high school English. Yeah, you just teach random, like you just teach the curriculum, I guess, and then obviously you get to do your own stuff. But yeah, I'm not into, big into the classics, I guess. Okay, but I guess I guess that wasn't the point, but. Uh going on so what's the system in, in australia for getting into into university like what, how does that work so mainly through university you go through a hse which gives you an atar which is nationally ranked against the whole of new south wales a uh, whole of australia sorry and each so each state kind of has a little bit of a different program but ultimately everyone gets an atar kind of thing and so, and that go. number essentially tells you Okay. What, what, what a uh, subject you can go to, what course you can go into. Okay. Wait, wait. What, what, what you can, what you're allowed to study in, in yeah. college. But it's not, it's not like a, you get this. It's like every year they give like an estimate mm-hmm. of like what will be the limit. Like, say you need to get ninety plus to do law, for example, mm-hmm. right? If you get above ninety, and then even then, it's not like a, it's not equal for every uni. So one university can have law at ninety. The other one can have law at 99, for example. 
if it's okay. a more prestigious university. So it's so, not so, uh, like standardized. So they just give you a single number between zero and hundred. Like yeah, once you go under thirty, I think you get something called a mystery mark. They don't give you the mark. Okay. It's great. And, and what and what goes into this number? Like what goes into this all in one number? Well, half of it is your school results for year twelve. Okay, you're great. Yeah, year last year. Yeah, in your last year. Okay, only your and last then, year. What's the other uh, half? Half of it is an exam for each subject. The five you get five subjects. Mm-hmm. Each one makes twenty percent of your grade. Mm-hmm. You do one exam for each. And that's half of your mark as well. And you just take all of those on one day? Uh no no. You'll do a different subject on every day. Sometimes if you're unlucky, like mm-hmm. if you do a language and you do you'll get unlucky and you have to do two two exams or three exams in one day. Okay. Do you get retakes? Or is it just you or is it no, just there's one no day? retakes unless like there's some some situation, but if there's no situation then not, you don't get a retake. So just one chance that entire year. Yeah, but that's only 50% of your mark. 50% is still made up of your school mark. Ah, man. And there's a bit of like scaling and whatnot that the government won't like fully reveal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just complicates it a bit. But yeah, roughly that's pretty much it. This is, the funny thing is this is more reminiscent to me of how it's done in Korea than it is than how it's done in the US. Where Wait, how's it done in the US? I thought you did the same thing. Uh, Yeah, but well, but the weight, uh, obviously, it depends on the university. But the weight isn't like as, because you said it's fifty percent on the on the exam on these exams, right? On these special exams, what are they called? These these entrance exams. HSC. So HSC is are is the exam portion. Yeah. What's well, the HSC overall... technically is the name for the whole thing. The mark okay. is the ATAR. The a- the ATAR. Yeah. So that's the whole. That's the combined score. Yeah, basically it's a ranking system. Actually, it's not like a problem. It is a mark, but it's like you essentially if you get you can't get a hundred, but if you get ninety nine point nine five, you're in the top zero point zero five percentile. Ah, uh, okay, so it it gives you your percentile. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. You know, yeah, how, that way. And how does it account for different schools and grade inflation, like your grades and that school? Well, how does it account for? It doesn't really account. Well, the thing is, your grade can get inflated at a good school, and you also can get deflated at a bad school. Because yeah. your ranking as a class matters. Oh, your class ranking matters? Your, your class ranking matters in that whole scaling issue. So, for example, if someone's first and they yeah. tank the HSC, that's really bad for someone who's coming second and doesn't do it. So, basically, you kind of want your team... Like, no one knows exactly how the formula works, but that's pretty much how it works. Like, your ranking does matter. And if you go mm-hmm. to a bad school, you do get deranked a bit. But oh. the, the, tra- the difference is that uh, if you go to a certain school in a certain area, like my areas... You yeah. would um, get some universities would give you a bonus ten marks, for example, because it's just known to be yeah, like good. Bad, yeah, you just uh, it's like situational based. And wait, and, and is that like super tied to the income? I, I imagine it has it's, to be. I I don't know actually. I never applied for it because I was too lazy. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't. I, I think it's more area based and school based. Certain yeah. schools will just get it. Man, no questions asked, and it depends on the university as well, because it's tied to universities, not to like the government. So the university decides the whole, the whole situation. Oh, man, I I feel like it's this is like, well, it feels like the American system, but all the flaws about inequality just this ramped up even more. I think it's like, see, here's the funny thing: a lot of schools that do well. Yeah, tend to be like a lot of schools that are private public schools tend to have students who do very very well. But overall, obviously, so you do have good public schools. I'm like, well, I'm, America has them too, but not not that many. Yeah, you you do. And the thing yeah. is that a lot of public schools have something called a selective side, mm-hmm. where half the school is can be selective. And what selective means is essentially, you do an exam in I think year five or year six. And mm-hmm. if you pass the exam, you go to the a selective school. Some schools are completely selective, where the whole school is selective. That's like the mm-hmm. top 10 in, in New South Wales is going to always be 10 selective schools where the, the best of the best go to these schools. Wait, what do you but mean selective? As in, like, they'll choose the, like, you'll do an exam, which you have, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's an optional exam. You don't have to do it as a, high, as a primary school student. And then oh, you okay. get, if you get a certain mark, different schools will accept you. 
Like the best school is called Sydney Buffalo Boys, Sydney Boys High School. Yeah. Oh wait, so you can take you can take another test. That that's an early test. That's a way earlier. That's like in E six or E five. Okay. God. All, all this sounds very very. Well, again, maybe the reason I think this sounds very Korean is that like one of my cousins, she moved to Australia at some point in time, and she ended up studying for for Australian. For that's really just not to go back to Korea, and they just ended up doing the thing that I guess if you live in any of the urban centers in the United States, you you might be familiar with is all the Asian kids they go to the cram schools because yeah there is a concrete portion of your admissions that's tied to a test, and if you just cram for it, at least you can fucking nail that one down. Yeah, a lot of Asian students in particular go to public schools, and their parents yeah. just pour money into um yeah. into tutoring. Yep. Or the, like I, I knew kids yeah. who like went to like public schools and then every single day for three, four hours, they'd go to, to a tu- tutoring center after school. Yep. Yep. So- sounds, sounds about right. What about the extracurriculars when they're doing admissions? So you get the one, the one number percentile score for your academics. Mm-hmm. Do the universities care all, a, shit, a lot about your, uh, what you've done, your extracurriculars? Because in the US, that's the, that's the meme, right? If you want to go to a good school, you gotta spend. You gotta waste time in high school being the head of your school newspaper or some bullshit club or something like that. They don't really care, but yeah. there are certain subjects that do care about that kind of stuff. So medicine, in particular, yeah. for for medicine, you have to do an interview. So even if you get the mark, it yeah. doesn't mean that you get it. You still have to do. You still have to do the interview. What are they gonna ask you interview? Like what? What the hell? I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> but they just try and find out if you're a balanced person. I know some super geniuses who <laughs> failed the interview. Who, who asked? Who asked them? Is it like the best doctors the, in, the in the board like, of the university or something like that? Oh man, it just sounds so fucking weird. But then again, that they have they kind of had that in the states too. I think if you want to, go like if, if you're doing good. a normal degree, you don't get like you just if you get your mark, you're there. I guess like mm-hmm. extra click stuff can help if you're like on the precipice of the mark. Yeah. And like you can apply and then like do some shit. But yeah, overall, it's like you get the mark you're in. And then there's like shady ways to get around the marks and stuff as well. Yeah. So I was also reading so this article in the Sydney Morning Herald I was reading. It's one of the, like a representative for one of the better universities was saying it's better for the kids if, if they just have to study for one big test. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are discussing, especially this year, with the whole HSC curriculum. <clears throat> Yeah. And having one exam. But I, I know Yusuf for a fact, because I went to Yusuf for a bit, and that's the, what he, is he the vice chancellor? I can't remember what he was. Yeah, vice no. chancellor. University yeah. Sydney. They, okay. they do more tests on average than other universities. Okay. Like, they, they're very test heavy. Wait, wait, wait so what's, what's the way people think? People think that college admissions should be based more on tests or less on tests? Well, like, the current, like, if you go in the pedagogy of, like, this, this you know, the researchers, they're pushing towards less tests. Okay, but yeah, um, the government still wants that. That I don't know if you guys do. There's also something called NAPLAN, which is like in year three, five, seven, and nine, you do a, a countrywide, you know, standardized test that essentially mm-hmm. like tells you your grade, whether you're band one, band two, band three, band four, band five, band seven, mm-hmm. up to band seven, I think it is, and yeah. that 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 was also being argued about, not just the HC, also the NAPLAN, yeah. having a one standardized test that students often get like pushed towards all right okay i, I, I well, think i agree with him a bit but only a little bit what's yeah, your opinion I mean, before i go on a rant uh fuck man like, like just given my psychology i would probably just prefer to study for one test but yeah i kind of i kind of like how in the states you have multiple chances you can just retake it until you get a good score so it's not like Korea where it's, it's once a year and it's literally on one date. Everyone's taken on one day once a year. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, yeah. like, and that takes up about 50%. I don't know. I don't know what percent it is these days. It used to, it's roughly around half. It accounts for your eligibility. Same, same as true. And while that's like hyper stressful, it's kind of convenient and efficient in a way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 would, I would not want to have that stress like four times a year. I'm like, whatever. Let's, let's just do it all at once. That's just me. Mm. Well, like the thing with him is, I I agree with him on. He says something about like 
he says A-level students or something like that. Type A students. Mm-hmm. Which I assume what he means by type A students, he means like students are, are, that are at the top of whatever field that they're going to be they're going to be in like whether it's arts science like it doesn't matter medicine these are the students who are going to study and like put the maximum amount of effort into whatever exam you give them even if it's a 5% exam whereas i was the person who was like hmm if i do these quizzes i get a free 5% but i was also the person to say yeah seems and didn't do those 5% quizzes or like in psychology you had um you had some yeah, if you if you like it was to push people to be um essentially test subjects for any psychology researchers at the university. So if you signed up for one of their like research papers, like a PhD student's research papers, they would give you 5% just for that. Wait, wait, to, to high school kids? No, no, you, you were university a university kids. student. Yeah, oh, university kids, okay. Yeah, but oh, okay, you'd, get, okay. you'd get 5% for that. Like 5% of your grade was that. Okay. Yeah, for university, that makes sense. You're, you're, you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and like... Obviously, some of them were really easy, but some some were a bit weird. I never did it, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I was too lazy. Right. But yeah, like if, when he's talking about Type A students, he's right in that Type A students are going to learn regardless of the exam. Like wh- whether or not you're assessing this, a Type A student. What I mean by Type A student, I mean like a student who's going to put in the maximum amount of effort. The person who's going to go for like honors, that kind of stuff, is always going to put in the effort to learn because like they're there. T- that that's what they, that's what their end goal is, but unfortunately, most students aren't Type A students, and little assessments mean that if it basically forces you to learn because otherwise you you know you're gonna fail this whatever like twenty percent thirty percent assignment or whatever it has to happens to be. Yeah, I have mixed experiences because I was like I was very good at cramming for tests and then forgetting everything, so I, I'm not sure how much I learned. But then again, if I don't, I think I might have just forgotten everything anyway. Whether it was a cram test or whether it was more, uh, more spread out. So that, yeah, that might have gone the same way either way for me. Yeah, so I think his his perspective is very skewed. I think his perspective purely relates to type right. and I think it ignores the the needs of the many. Right. The mo- the majority, I guess. Alright. Alright. S- speaking of uh, being pro-stress, Tom Cruise was pro-stress in yelling at his people of Mission Impossible 7. How the fuck did this get to Mission Impossible 7, by the way? Well, I don't the even remember. Are good. The movies are, are they good? good? Okay. Yeah, the movies are actually was, was, really good. Was the last one the one where he was in Dubai and he jumped uh, off the... No, that's two. That's two movies ago. That's the last one I watched. So clearly, I'm behind on this. Anyways, he was yelling at crew members who were breaking COVID safety protocols. This was just an audio clip, so you don't. I don't know if producer Keith wants to put this in, but apparently not. Just, probably not. Just read it, man. Just read it. Just read it. He says we're creating thousands of jobs, motherfuckers. I don't ever want to see it again. They're back in Hollywood making movies right now because of us and some other shit. And I, as leader of the anti-Tom Cruise coalition, think this is hogwash. And it was just leaked to make him look good. Has Tom Cruise had COVID? I bet you, yeah. you think. You think it was leaked to make him look good? I think it was yeah, leaked yeah. by... No, it was leaked by the sun. And the sun just put it out... Well, the sun put it out there without any kind of spin they didn't they just put it out there they didn't say hey this is well from what i could tell it was hey he did this and and that's what the internet made their own judgments based on that okay uh see i thought i saw people like saying uh, abuse this that and then there were like people going anti like oh you know we need to take this seriously etc so i think it was like in the 50 50 realm yeah, I, I don't think you would leak this intentionally. I think the people's polarizing reactions kind of just show this, this is just a leak from the set, and the reactions being polarized sort of, I, I think, just re- reflects like you know how society feels about COVID in general. Mm. I still think he's vain enough to think that it would have made him look good. Like he's taking this seriously, not, nah. uh, maybe not to look, make him look good, but to at least verify that he's putting in the effort, kind of thing. All right. Well, before. Well, before we talk about the response to this, let's let's talk about like how you well your response first. Like, wait, 
Let me ask you, why are you the leader of the anti-Tom Cruise thing? Besides Scientology, or is it just a Scientology? Just, Dude, the Scientology thing is weird. Yeah, the, that's reason enough, I guess. Th- that's a reason enough, but I- I'm even more anti-Tom Cruise now that I know that it's impo- Mission Impossible 7. Why? I think, I think there, should be, there should be seven of nothing other than days. You don't like Fast and Furious? No, it's, it's terrible. What? You don't you like, like bad movies? You like Fast and Furious? You don't like the genre of movies that are so bad they're good? You just don't like that? No, no, you, I you... do. But, like, I like it as a one-off. Mm-hmm. Maybe a sequel couldn't be done. But when you get to, like, like how many Fast and Furious? Are they up to nine now? Uh, they're also, like, around seven or eight. They're, uh, they're around that. They're, they're at nine. Nine in 2021. Damn. Okay. So, I'm supposed to come out this year, I think. Mm-hmm. But, anyways... The point being is that I, I, for one thing, from Fast and Furious, I remember is like Fast and Furious Five. I think it was. There was just one scene where they're driving along next to a train, and in one of the back of one of the Utes, which are like pickup trucks, uh, a box of chickens just explodes for no reason. Just a box of chickens explodes. I will never forget this. That sounds hilarious. Like for no reason, halfway through this like dramatic car scene, car chase. A box of chickens explodes. And the only explanation I can have for it is that, well, they had the budget for it and they were like, what can we what can we do with this budget? And they said, let's just explode some chickens. You know what? I feel like if I saw it in a theater, I would have laughed. And that's the goal. Was Is that the goal of a, like a super intense intro car yeah, scene? Cheap, like car chase scene? Yeah, cheap visual gag. These movies aren't serious. They're supposed to be dumb and funny. And obviously, a lot of people agree. Well, whatever. You don't have to. I'm not gonna dictate your taste, so you don't have to like it. You can. So you dislike him because one, he adheres to a very shady religion. Two, wait, wait. Did we see? Did we say anything like that could be sued? <laughs> All of this is alleged, by for, the way. Yeah, allegedly. Man, look at us pretending that people listen. I <laughs> I am allegedly accusing the Fast and the Furious. No, you are accusing. Franchise for you blowing are. up chickens. That might not no, you... have happened. That, okay. For allegedly blowing up. No, you are accusing them of allegedly blowing, blowing up chickens. No, you, no, no. You... I, I'm, I'm saying they allegedly blew up chickens. Okay. I don't remember this, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay, but regardless on, on the cruise thing. So, th- so, so my, my, my devil's advocate opinion on this is that... So I read some of the follow-up reporting. And... So the follow-up reporting is that crew members apparently quit over this because of that this tirade. Yeah, I just saw that now. Yeah, I'll Google it. And and the reporting and the reporting there says that this wasn't a you know a one-off thing. This was tensions were rising. He was, was yelling the, or them not following him. Well, that that's what that's what was sort of ambiguous from the article and the wording. They were saying stuff. They were insinuating there were tensions and this was the last straw. And whether this is about, because you know, honestly, if it actually was them, if it was crew or staff members being bad about adhering to COVID regulations constantly, then yeah, I think, top, you know, obviously, I, I think people should keep a good tone, but it's more understandable that you blow up about it if people have been constantly and consistently breaking COVID rules. But if it's the case that he was, he's just abrasive about everything. He's just a sort of a dick and hard to work with. And the last straw happened to be about COVID, but the built up stress before that was from just general being an asshole. Then I, I, I sort of, I'm, I'm sympathetic at least to the staffers. Yeah, like, uh, see, I don't think he did like... He, he but did... we don't know. We, we don't know. Because like, honestly, yeah, we, again, like there's so much we don't know. It was just audio. There was no video like to see. But like, you can kind of picture it. But like, yeah, yeah, he he was straight to the point. Like, yeah. he was a bit, you know. I'm creating millions of jobs here. Yeah, like Trump style. But yeah, that's what kind yeah, of like no, treatment no. as well. Yeah, that no, whole the rant, uh, the rant is no good. The rant, the entire rant's kind of a kind of dickish. But I think what really matters not well not really matters, but it's hard to get the full picture without knowing what happened before this. Like what led to this. Yeah. Also, I also, also, I, you know, I don't want to pretend to be the COVID expert here, but here, here we go anyway. So allegedly, the the rule protocol they're breaking is that they were standing to next 
next to each other too close to computer screen? Is that what happened? Oh, that's what that's I'm reading, what... but... The... Yeah, that's yeah, what I read. So I'm going to say that's... Yeah, you know, on the scale of things, it's not the worst thing. Though, obviously, you want to keep distance... What is it? Six feet? That's what they recommend these days? Six feet, Different two meters? countries have different... Like, in Australia, it's 1.5. Yeah, it's... What the... What? So lax. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. Well, so New South Wales about to, is just uh, climbing up in them COVID numbers. Yeah. Make yeah, a so comeback. Was, yeah, anyway. So, my, my, my take on it is that if he's blowing up at them because of repeated violations of COVID protocol, then yeah, then he's, he was in the right. But well, he was more in the right. And if it happened because he was just being a dick this whole time and this is just... This is just the latest and biggest example. Then I feel like the staffers are right for leaving a work environment they didn't feel comfortable in. I mean, the the thing that makes me think maybe it's the latter case is that this recording came out, and for a recording to come out, it feels like they've been berated by him like by this a lot. And at some point, they were like, "Okay, whatever. We, we gotta show the world this because this is happening a lot, and we can't keep it under wraps for this long." Yeah. Well, I like, mean, it's the, it, it's the, it's the behavior the thing, of right? someone who's who's ready to get fired. It's like, you know, whatever, burn all bridges. I'm going to record this and get fired or quit. Yeah, well, they had to have known. Like, that's it makes more sense now that you say, like, it was it was, uh, it was a slow burn. Like, it wasn't just, like, a one-off thing with the whole movie. Because then right. it would make sense but, that someone would record it. Right, that's what the, well, that's what the reporting says. It was clearly a slow burn, and I'm just wondering what the so you know what the build-up was like because the build-up is sort of what decides it for me anyway uh producer keith was pro tom cruise he's saying that because this is regarding covid it doesn't really matter he, he's, he's one of the people who's on it he was leader of the pro tom cruise coalition yeah i mean it's not an unpopular opinion on the internet there's a lot of people you, you, who say you think like, tom cruise is popular on internet regarding this like, oh, when you look yeah. at the responses to this a lot of people are, are saying hey I don't like him, but on this one, he's right. That, that's that's a pretty common sentiment from what I'm seeing. I'm just I'm just like reading this article, and on the side, the okay. Guardian's recommending me Top Run. Does Tom Cruise ban co-stars from sprinting alongside him on screen? What? Well, okay, that's that's interesting. Well, we can explain that later. Anyway, speaking of unlikable celebrities. Speaking of unlikable celebrities, Gal Gadot. Recently spoke about her. It was not just her. There was a few like. I don't know if they were all actors and actresses. But I think they were mainly actors and actresses. Who made that whole Imagine video. Where they were singing Imagine. The start of the COVID thing. Yeah, if you don't remember. We're all going to be together. If you don't remember this. Back in, what was it? April or May? It was early on in COVID when the lockdown was happening. It was a bunch of celebrities coming together to sing Imagine. And, you know, everyone was seeing like a half verse and they stitched together the video and it went and it went out and it was supposed to be inspiring and the internet responded very, very poorly to it. And it was considered one of the like most tone deaf things. Yeah, pretty much was one of the most tone deaf things. Yeah. Uh, I didn't need yeah. you to sing Imagine for me. Yes, people ripped it left and right because, I don't know, why did, why did, why did they lift it, rip it left and right? Because I feel... Like, I, I think it's, I think the I big think thing for... was like you guys get to sit in your mansion and mm-hmm. sing. Like there was a lot of also articles about oh how this ex ex artist or ex uh, celebrity mm-hmm. is doing it tough, like quarantining in their you know ten million dollar mansion. Like there was one mm-hmm. with Ellen, I think. Was it Ellen? Yeah. Okay. I think she did like some some article, maybe like some magazine article, or something about yeah. her her experiences in quarantine. And then yeah. this comes out after that that building tension. And just like, bro, just shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. Well, let me just read. Let me just, so let me just read her. Let me read you her quote from the LA Times. Sometimes you want to do a good deed, and it's just not the right good deed. She says, "If I had the best intentions, oh, oh sorry, I had the best intentions, and I wanted to share my love and to show that we're in this together and we're all one. And sometimes it just doesn't work. So yeah, obviously she had good intentions, and I had some sympathy toward her because." Yeah, everyone's goal. Everyone, every celebrity, every management company, uh, their goal is to make their client and themselves likable. And if it was that easy, everyone would be likable. And sometimes it's really hard until you take it out of the box to know 
because I, I can totally see how her and the celebrities she roped into doing this with her thought it was a good idea. Because I can't think of a specific example right now, but stuff like this, it's I've seen stuff like this do well. Don't you, don't you agree that there's a different world where if you just tweak the details a little bit, somehow this goes over completely differently? Or was this one always doomed to fail? See, that's, that's what I think. Like, I think it also matters who's doing it. But, but she did it. The thing is, she was popular. This is what started sort of her downfall in terms of public. Do you opinion. reckon? I always felt like the whole, like she was part of, I don't know what she was doing before that, but the whole, uh, Wonder the Woman whole, thing? like, like what she, what's she, the first one she was in? Superman, first Batman? Was that the first one? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was the first know. one that she was properly in. And then she had I don't know. One. Yeah, I don't know the order, but she's most famous for being Wonder Woman in movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, but she's that, but she's always acclaimed. Her performances and her character, regardless of how we, you know those movies turned out, she has always been praised. Okay, so yeah, I don't really didn't really watch them to be honest. But yeah. I'm just telling you, like people like her performances at least. Okay, so uh, I just assumed that because those movies were panned, she was no, disliked no, no. as well. No, no, like, I think she was liked until basically she made this. Okay, right, that makes sense. So yeah, then I okay, then I, my idea kind of fades away about her. It was her. I, I still think it was the whole like issue with like the building tension around just like celebrities and stuff talking about like their experiences in lockdown or whatever, and how it's completely different to. That's true. Um, it might have been that everyone's mental anchoring because Ellen was in the wrong place. Ellen just ruined it for everyone. Like once Ellen, you know, showed her mansion or whatever. All the celebrities should have been on like high alert. Like, don't just just shut up for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I th- I think so. I th- I think are that we, matters. Are we even getting timeline correct? What, what yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We could be like, getting hmm, this timeline completely wrong. Completely wrong. And Ellen's video came out like or Ma- Mansion Tour came about six months later. But I don't care because yeah. factual incorrect doesn't matter to me. Yeah, so we'll worry we'll worry about that when we have listeners. So I thought it was also funny because. Uh, you know uh, Carpool Karaoke, right? Or you've you've heard of it, or you've seen some clips yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah. Okay, when I look at that, that's just as contrived and cheap fake likability as this uh, Imagine video. And I just I don't really see. Maybe I shouldn't be paying more attention and like making note of the details. But when I look at it as a whole, I can't really tell what the through line is between the ones that could get considered genuine and the ones that don't because none of them are actually genuine like all of them you know if you're if something's coming out from a celebrity it's uh, you know it's been it's been vetted by the you know their agent and their pr firm or whatever i mean I, I shouldn't say everything there is some like genuine there are some genuine things that come out on social media but a lot of what they put out there is intentional to make you seem likable like for instance everything the rock does why is the rock approachable even though everything he presents to you is so manicured and so meticulously planned and thought of Yet it comes across as like, what? Well, I just don't know what it is. I think The Rock's appeal in general is the fact that he's like that. I, I think it depends on how he grew as well, like his popularity. I, th- I think it mattered that he was, you know, a super superstar wrestler. Wrestler, yeah. I think that adds to his appeal. Like, right. For some people, it wouldn't. But for him, it does. Like It's a big part of his appeal. No, I know why that makes him popular, but wrestling is also the least genuine form of entertainment. Why do people believe that he's so genuine? That's the thing. I'm so confused. Like, what's the trick? What's the spell he casts on the entire world that make make people think he's real? I think like, he he's, just he, does a certain type of movie. Like, he's literally he, a pro wrestler. He's his his it, yeah, but his, his movie last job was literally lying, not lying, but you know. Yeah, but the whole pop, the whole point way. of watching pro wrestling is you know the suspension of disbelief and like mm-hmm. fully attaching to these people's characters oh so you're saying people are smart they follow the rock knowing that the the present rock is this cartoon character made for instagram consumption but we follow it because we're we we know on a deeper level it's fake but on a surface level we just we just want to enjoy this yeah, you you want rock. a person like the rock to exist oh, so you, okay. you just accept him it's like yeah, he's not real, but like he's the best we got. So I'm just gonna accept him as real and just you know worry about the consequences later. Of which there are very few. It's a good theory. 
maybe maybe I was looking down on his fans too much. I was being the East Coast elitist, thinking these rubes, how could they be fooled by his persona when they're actually when it could be the case that everyone's in on it together. I think like obviously there are going to be people people who aren't in on it, but I think like that that is the whole appeal of wrestling to me, anyways. And therefore, yeah. like his whole persona about he he does that he after wrestling like he did a few of those. Like kind of like blockbuster films, but for the most part, his films have been like aimed. Like his first few films, he was one where was he like the the fairy, tooth fairy, fairy. the tooth fairy, the tooth right? Fairy. The tooth yeah, fairy. yeah. Is that one? Yeah, like he yeah. had a few like a good run of those that were aimed at a very young audience. Mm-hmm. So like I, th- I think he trained him young. <laughs> he got him in young, and then he built his fan base from there. Yeah, but he's he's a star again for those movies you hate. Fast and Furious. That's, that's yeah. Why I know he's, a star. he's in part of that. That's why he's a star. That's why he. Make, that's why he commands so much money. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Do you, so do you? Do you forgive Gagado? She didn't say sorry, but yeah, she didn't, she, didn't, she didn't say anything. She just said, oh, "I tr-. what?" But she said, "I tried, and people didn't like it. Let's move on. I guess we can move on too." Then, like right? the other part that you linked, by the way. Three months after the Imagine Video snafu, Gadot and her family decamped to Israel to visit loved ones. Back then, was over the first wave of COVID, she said. And other than wearing a mask and social distancing, everything was normal. So all of a sudden, I had a lovely summer with our friends and family in Israel. We felt like we gave our kids and also ourselves some insanity because the beginning was very rough. She's like, oh, look at me. I got to travel to a different country, which is doing way better than you in COVID. And I got to have a lovely summer. What about you? It's like, what? No, no, actually, no. Reading that second quote, I hate her even more now. Wow, well, uh, I feel like I. Sh- what, you're, you're taking that quote out of context. She, she, she is lit- that she said that because literally the interviewer asked her about. So Doesn't matter. She okay. should have said I had a shit time, just like everyone else. Uh, <laughs> that's she true. She lie. She's an actress, that's... isn't she? She can lie. You know what? You know what? You're right. You know what? This reveals why she misjudged that video. What her and her team and her camp they misjudged. Like they can't. They don't know that, they, that you're just supposed to pretend to be miserable right now. People will like you more. If, yeah, exactly. If we if she just pretended to be miserable together with the rest of us. All right. I agree. All right. So, uh, speaking of pro wrestling, God damn it! No, we talked about that thirty seconds ago. Never mind. We'll, we'll go with that transition anyway. <laughs> Sp- speaking of pro wrestling, uh, the other Paul brother is looking to force a. Well, not force, but try to entice some opponents into a high-profile boxing match for a lot of money. Of course, we're speaking of Jake Paul, who cut a... I actually liked his... He cut a very good wrestling promo on Conor McGregor. I thought he did a good job. That that video, you know, in it, it made me like him in a weird Which way. Which video? This guy's an asshole, but... Uh, Jake, no, you didn't see Jake Paul's call-out video? Not, sorry, no, I, I didn't really follow it. So I, I just know that it happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's Jake Paul. So, yeah, I, I have the correct brother. You should watch the video. It's it's amazing. You know what? I'll, I'll give I'll give you like ten seconds to watch it. It's it's. What, incre- what do I search? Jake Paul. Paul no, no, no. I'll link it. I'll link it. Oh, it's, in, it's on Instagram. No, no. Yeah, I I'll link it to you. It's just incredible. Alright. Right, somehow I I watched it and, and now I just like this guy better. Like I had no opinion of him. I I went from mildly disliking him to like, oh, this guy is like entertaining. It worked. What is this? <laughs> You're zero and one as a boxer. I'm two and zero as a boxer. Bro, who do you find? <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, see, so so, these are the people. You know, Gal Gadot doesn't know how to control the messaging and get people to feel the way she needs them to feel. This guy, this guy knows. This guy, she needs to hire him as a. Uh... Yeah, hire his PR team and to manipulate the public. Because now, now I want to see the fight. Now I'm like, oh my god. I was gonna watch the fight regardless, but will it happen? I don't think so. You know, I think the Amanda Nunes one is a more likely one. Let's, let's just go over a time. Let's just go over a rough timeline. So, YouTuber Jake Paul calls out Conor McGregor in this hilarious Twitter Instagram video where he's just smoking a cigar and has an Irish flag and is insulting Conor's wife. It's basically is Jake just Paul like a Irish. Friend. That's what I was gonna ask. I have no idea, but all I know is that he's just. It's a it's a pure busting promo. It's just 
wrestling straight from the 80s and 90s. He's being a cartoon villain saying, hey, fight me for 50, and I have $50 million procured from whatever, some backers. And if, if you want the so yeah, come fight me. It's worth $50 million to you. Let's do this. And then I don't think Connors camps at anything. Dana White from the UFC just brushed him off in his typical style. And then randomly, Amanda Nunez came in. Was it randomly or, or did, uh, did... I thought he... I thought... Wait, 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 I think Dana White said... Right, we should be more informed. Yeah, it was suggested by <laughs> UFC President Dana White who said he was thinking of letting Amanda Nunez knock his ass out. Imagine being... Imagine being prepared and doing research for a podcast. Imagine. I, I never said I was going to do any research. I wanted to be the person who had no fucking clue. Had to have could you, could, you, could you rework that into the lyrics of Imagine? To the melody of Imagine? I'm not going imagine to. Imagine doing research. No? No, we're just going to call there. Like, I don't think we should go any further. <laughs> right. No. So anyways, Dana White was the one who said it first. And then Amanda Nunes said, I'm in, and tagged UFC and Dana White. But did not tag Jake Paul. I don't know if that's relevant, but I just wanted to put the point that out there. All right, so that's kind of incredible because because the UFC. Okay, so Dana White engaging—that's not necessarily because he wants to fight. He just can't control himself. Dana White just always responds to stuff even when he shouldn't. So what's he the What's the fight between Paul McGregor and uh, Conor McGregor? Sorry, sorry, Conor McGregor and uh, what's his name? Mayweather. Was that yeah. was that attached to the UFC? Uh, like it, it was a boxing bl- match, but was the UFC attached to it? It had the blessing of the UFC somehow. It had, so, look, but did the UFC get any money out of it? That's what I'm trying to say. No, they didn't get any money out of it. But it, it was one of their fighters under contract, so they let him do it. That, that's my impression of it because they thought, hey, whatever. One, Con- well, obviously, Connor has a shit ton of language, so he could do whatever the fuck he wants. But I think ultimately, like they embraced it in a way where it's like, you know what? It's good publicity for us. Okay. But I don't think they made any money off of it. And like, I was wondering if they had like any attachments, direct attachments, or other than Connor being the yeah, be, being being the face of the UFC. No, I don't believe there was any any monetary consideration. But yeah, uh, what what do I want to talk about this? I kind of want to talk about this because back back when uh when Ronda Rousey was doing well, the UFC kept floating the idea that she could beat Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, or maybe it was just Joe Rogan. I think it might have just been Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan's like the voice of the UFC, so I'm just gonna equate the two. Yeah, and then Amanda, then uh, yeah, Ronda Rousey. It turns out she's a really bad sandal fighter. Some somehow, somehow we all we all overlooked that, and that that idea got buried. But finally, I, I, I think she got. Yeah, she got iron chinned. It's that time where you just get hit, hit, and then your chin just you don't. Right. It's like a mental thing as well. But she could also, not, but she wasn't able to protect her chin, so she just wasn't. A good I mean, guy. yeah, but eventually, you know, fight yeah. enough times. Other than you know Mayweather, who's like the king of defense. Mm-hmm. Not many yeah. people have avoided, you know, getting their chin getting smashed in. Okay. But anyway, with hindsight, with hindsight, it will, it should have been uh, obvious then, but it's, it's even more obvious in hindsight. It's like ludicrous that you could think that Ronda Rousey could even like do anything to Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather in a boxing fight. Yeah, definitely. But, but what about this one? What about uh, Amanda Nunez versus, versus Jake Paul? Jake you, Paul's you think... opponent was so bad that I kind of like I could tell that he knows the right. basics, right? Like he knows, you know, how to how to return, you know, how to return trades. How like when someone punches in with a jab, how they're gonna open up? What can you do to respond? Like I know he knows the basics of that, but like he wasn't put in a position where he had to show any like critical think like critical fight thinking. Anyways, mm-hmm. like the, he had a guy just run at him <laughs> just over and over again, get knocked the fuck out, like. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't Amanda watch. Nunez. His, was his first fight against KSI? I can't. I, uh, I think the two brothers. I I fucking don't know. It, it's just another YouTuber, right? I think it was KSI. Yeah, it was another YouTuber. Is all I recall, or it was someone who was not very good. He, yeah, he fought someone called An Eson Gib. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, like, his brother know. fought KSI. Oh, his brother fought him. But in any case. So, so basically, someone who's barely, who's moderately trained. Even moderate. What should I even say? Like, 
because it's, it's not it's a non-zero amount of training i guess it's like not that's a good way to put it non-zero amount of training versus everyone says everyone says i've been training for this every day for two years like <laughs> yeah versus the greatest women's mma fighter ever yeah so in a boxing match okay let's divide it two what do you think happens in an mma fight do you think she just destroys him yeah i think so for sure definitely isn't isn't the weight difference like 50 pounds is it he doesn't look that big Weight class. What, what did he fight at? He fought uh, at 160. It's like 30. Oh, never mind. Okay, that, yeah, that's still a lot. Because I, I keep going back to the. Uh, we, go, we go back to the Nate fight, right? And the entire reason why Nate was even within the like, reasonable betting odds, he was like. Odds were, give, were basically like 2 to 1 ish. Or was, and really the reason why people like, had said Nate had a chance was we were believing in the idea of like athleticism. Athleticism trumps skill in like skill. some roundabout way. Yeah, but but so and some and it turned out that skill just completely destroys athleticism. So this is the reverse case, right? Because Nunez would have all of the skill, but uh, Paul would have all the relative athleticism just because he's a dude and whatever being stronger and shit like that. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard, it's hard to say because that like eventually you get to the point where it it depends. Mm-hmm. But like, if if you look at, I, I don't know the boxing stats are like like punching speed or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that. Yeah. But like, once you get to like even like the the fastest women's run sprinters, if you want right. to take like speed into account, are like at the speed of like uh, high school, like the, obviously elite high school, but elite mm-hmm. high school runners. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so like Jake Paul, how much skill does he have? Like he's never been tested to know for sure. Yeah, he he would get shit on by Paul uh, Conor McGregor. Right. No, that's ob- yeah, that's obvious. But uh, but he's he, what's his brother? I get confused. What's his brother's name? Uh, Logan. Logan. Okay, Logan Paul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he would get smashed. Amanda Nunes fight would be interesting. I'll watch it. But versus Conor or versus, or versus Nunes. Conor, no, Conor versus Paul. Uh, Okay, I'm just saying like I, I want to support Nunez here because the Nate the Nate fights prove that hey you can be athletic as you want if you're not skilled you'll still lose so that, I feel like that was working in uh, in, in Amanda's favor yeah, yeah. Despite, despite the yeah. fact that she's giving up thirty pounds and it's probably like not not nearly as strong still 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 I think Most... the strength isn't the issue I think the speed is the issue okay um, that could be a, that could be a thing. But yes, we, like, we will. We in will an watch MMA the... fight, she could she could get it like close the gap. But I don't know about it in a boxing fight. Okay, but regardless, I I doubt that anyone's going to sanction an intergender fight. That's... Yeah, has that ever happened? Like a proper pro one? I'm sure there's like exhibition one. Did... I mean, they could they could probably make it happen in not USA. I don't think there's any way it's getting sanctioned in the United yeah, States. Yeah, like in, in like like probably... Dubai, or Abu Dubai. Shit. Yeah, yeah, they could That's probably. That's all get... the wild shit happens. If it... Well, you know why it's not gonna get done? It's, it's not gonna get done because Nunez doesn't pull that hasn't that much money yet. She's still she's like pretty big, but she's not Conor McGregor big. So that's yeah. the reason why it realistically doesn't get done. Like Jake Paul versus Conor McGregor gets done because the money is too good, and when the money is good enough, it, it all the bullshit gets done eventually. So you think it's gonna happen, Conor McGregor versus Jake? Yeah, Paul? just yeah, just the money. The money. I think the money is gonna get it done. So that fifty million, think... that massive, big ass check that you see on like TV shows. Yeah, that's that's gonna pull him, pull him around. Yeah, yeah, the money's gonna get done, and I and I'm gonna watch just because like I, I enjoy the circus. One hundred percent legally, of course. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. And as a boxing fan, that should it should make you sad because I don't think I've ever like intentionally tried to watch like a triple G fight, <laughs> or anyone actually could. Dude, I I thought boxing was dead after the year, the year two thousand, maybe yeah. two thousand ten max. So I don't really care. <laughs> uh, I've given up hope. Like I'm saying, like like to the to plebs like me, like uh, guys like Andy Ruiz or who I follow, is like, like I, I don't I don't care about actual good boxing. I mean, I'm not, not I'm not that's like selling him short, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's about the story and the novelty and the, and cool things. It's not it's not about watching the two best boxers. Mm-hmm. And that, that's no, I get it. Yeah, well, that's that's the dilemma of all sports. Most of the fans are filthy casuals and only. 
and only a few fans are really really in, in, enlightened like ads yes but our job is to be the gatekeepers the gate, at all times the and hold them back you, you, so have, no. you haven't you've been so welcoming to me you're not doing a good job but like i said i gave up like i i don't think there's no coming back from it for boxing either. no all right and there's also no coming back from how bad today's podcast was thank you ads thanks for being on again no worries. i look forward to doing it again next week i look forward to and, I'll, and next week i'll give you my full imagine if this podcast was good song yeah we can run out with it at the end like you can just sing it as the outro okay all right no the videos are very very litigious but okay peace peace